Impact Studios, the only sports show from MSU campus. This is The Pack. And your host, Fino. That is right, your host Fino alongside. Good to be with everyone here back on The Pack. Happy Monday to everyone. Well, 6.59 Eastern, we're early today, guys. I'm sick and tired of talking about Michigan State soccer, and we're not talking about Bennett. Let's start talking about Bennett. He's been absolutely outstanding. He really has been. He, he really has, and I'm actually going to flip this around. I'm flip gonna, it around. I'm going to give a shout-out, give some props to the offense for yeah. scoring those goals. It took him two overtimes to get that goal against Louisville. This one, in this game, it only took him 28 minutes, but they know up front that if they score a goal, they have faith in this defense to hold them to hold that, hold that score, uh, scoreless the other team scoreless, so yeah. definitely good. Offense has been performing just enough, getting the job done, so that's great. They're getting the job done, Faith, but the thing is, yeah, I'm so glad, Jaden, you flipped that switch. It might be, it's a tennis state of mind. It must huh. be, but the thing is, you're flipping that switch, and we're mentioning goal scoring. Yeah, it's still a problem for Michigan State, but you know what? I'm done being pessimistic. Let's play out the positive. Silver lining. Adam Montague comes back from an injury. The kid's only played 15 games this year, so he's missed a couple games. But when he's played, he's been huge. He comes up huge again in D.C., in our nation's capital. If I would tell, I would tell this. You got to tell, send a bill to the Capitol building. And guess what, legislative branch? You got to send something, a law, and make it so Michigan State is running wild. Guess what? Maybe my President Obama has to veto Michigan State's offense because apparently I don't care how much people are vetoing it. But guess what? They're scoring when they need to score, and it's clutch, Faith. It's about being clutch. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, defense has always been there, but offense comes through in the clutch. Montague yeah. coming, through with, coming through with that goal against the Hoyas, incredible. Yeah, I, that's the thing. It's, it's clutch goal scoring. Michigan State will not blow you out. I remember Brooks off air told me this once. He said, Michigan State will not blow you out. And Brooks, I apologize. Brooks is behind the glass. I apologized to him, and I said, you know what? I predicted Georgetown to win two to win two one. He goes, no, Fino, one zero. As I just mentioned previously, he's right. And he told me all fair, Fino. They are so clutch in scoring when they need to score. That's a team that's very clutch, and they understand the game. But guess what? Here you have his coach, Damon Rensing, understanding Michigan State shape, understanding possession, and that's super duper important. When it comes across, that's very important. When you analyze the situation and the game, that's what you have to analyze. And you know, look, they're playing good soccer. Now, the real test comes now. You've played a Louisville team, you've won. You've earned your second round bye. You got very deep into the, the Big Ten tournament. They lost against Indiana, which really was a heartbreaker. Losing that game, whatever it was, one nothing. Heartbreaking game to lose. But now, you're the second lowest team left. Eight teams. You're the second lowest team, as I just mentioned. Now, the, the everyone is seated except one team. It's that UConn team. They face an eight-seeded Virginia on the other side of the bracket. So Michigan State's not too worried about it. We're just mentioning the fact that now the quality opponents are coming out. Michigan State really has to take their game and bring it to the next level. As Harry tells me all the time, he goes, Fino, anytime you're matched up, tennis reference, anytime you're matched up against a big-time opponent, you need to buckle down embrace it, and really strike the ball with prominence and prowess. I agree with him because that's what you have to do. You have to buckle down. He tells me, you know, Fino, my coach really gets on me for being a little too emotional, but I'm a firm believer that you have to get your emotion in your game. And this Michigan State team is built with such emotion. It is so, it is such a pleasure to watch. If you saw that game, Harry Jaden, that Louisville game, which you told me, Fino, I really wish I would have went to that yeah, game. Definitely. Boy, you missed a hell of a game because guess what? They played with such heart. They played with such charisma, and this team just played with something on their shoulder like they had nothing to lose. Broken rib, hurt knee, Montague comes back. This team is something to mess with, and watch out. Watch out for the rest of this tournament field. Michigan State and Coach Rensing's team is on a mission. really is. Definitely. And if you're talking about emotions, it's been 45 years since MSU has been this far in the tournament. So 45. These, these guys are going to have the emotions. They're going to be playing with the pride of the Spartans on their back. They're going to know that this is maybe a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for them. So they're going to go out there and play their greatest game of their life, I, I believe. I think so, too. And for people that can't do math like myself, 45 years ago was 1968. 1968 was the last time Michigan State was in the Elite Eight for soccer. Or football or nationwide or worldwide, whatever they say. We say soccer. The thing is, guys, is 
There's so much excitement about this Michigan soccer club. It started off with nothing really major. And I say nothing really major because, look, if you kind of analyze the way they started the season, it was nothing really to brag about. They lost in an exhibition to North, you know, to North Carolina, a very scoreless draw against, you know, against Butler. So I'm looking at no wins, one result, and then, then they come out and play Western Michigan. They win 4 nothing. Then you play a ranked Ohio Oregon State team. You win one nothing. You lose a disappointing game to Valparaiso. Those are your first three games. And then they had that cancel on 9-11 on Patriots Day. The point that I'm trying to say to you is I think the story about this team is resilience and just passion. And, you know, Ryan Keener said this to us. He goes, you know what? No one really gave us a chance. No one gave us a chance at anything. At anything. They never gave us a chance to win. They never gave us a chance to really go far. And Faith, when you look at a team that is no one gave them a chance to do anything, and when your back's against the wall – whether it's crafting, whether it's playing soccer, whether it's playing basketball, when no one gives you a chance and you succeed, boy, does that feel good. The Spartans perform. I mean, the defense was relentless. So they're taking on all of these attacks and they're getting the ball out of their end of the field, yeah. ultimately. And then offense, they're making plays. They're making advances towards the goal. Yeah. It's great. Now, we, I agree, Faith. They've been absolutely outstanding. But look, I've been a little pot, you know, optimistic and very positive. You know, it's maybe the Jersey side of Fino. The negative parts are going to start shielding out. Now, you look at a Notre Dame team. Is it realistic to say that a Notre Dame team could lose to this Michigan State team? A team that has eight goals for in this tournament, two goals allowed. Is it very reasonable they can lose in this tournament to a great defense? Does, like Harry mentioned, yeah, you need a great defense, but does a great defense collapse here? Here's a team, Michigan State, that has never scored more than, what? They scored four goals once, okay, against Western, but you score four goals once, then you score three goals a couple, three times, and other than that, those four instances, they have not scored more than two goals in a game. So you look at the whole season, multiple games played, they've only scored more than three goals four times. That's scary. Can they do it when the back's against the wall? That's my question. Could they do it? Goodman, you're saying yes. I mean, if their backs are against the wall and what their strategy is defense and hold down that defense with a hold down solid goaltender, that's their style of play. They're going to push them off until the very last second. As you said before, this team is an offensively clutch team, not necessarily offensively too productive, but clutch. They're clutch. And that's the thing. They're clutch. When the back's against the wall, they perform. And that's what a good soccer team does. When your back is against the wall, you perform. And they're performing. Look, you can't analyze the facts. They're performing. They're playing great soccer. And that's what it's coming down to. They're playing great soccer, Goody. We saw Keener last week. This guy was so happy. You could see the joy in his face that his team was doing this well. You know, they are ready to go out there. They're ready to push it to the next level. They want it for Michigan State, for Sparty himself, and for the homeschool. Yeah, they want to do it for all the fans, the team, the alumni, and most importantly, t- people have gone through the program. Coach Rensing is very excited to see him go through. I think the main thing to talk about here, guys, is look, there's no doubt of confidence of this squad. We had Keener on air last week. This guy is so confident. This guy is gloating with confidence. He's glowing up the studio. I joked with people. I told them, turn all the lights off. Keener is all the lights we need because he is gloating with all this confidence. It's unbelievable. Turn the lights <laughs> off. You know that song, Better With The Lights Off? Ooh. What? You know that song, Better With The Lights Off? I, I, I love that song. The point is, I think Michigan State right now in this studio was better with the lights off because Keener brought so much happiness, so much prowess, and he brought everything. He brought everything in, and guess what? They looked great, and they didn't doubt themselves. They did not doubt themselves one bit. He doesn't care what people think. You know, he said, yeah, that's our MO, but you know, we got our style of play. We'll play like that, and we don't care what team we'll play. We don't care if we play a, a seeded three team. We don't care if we play a ranked Oregon State team where no one gave them the predicted to win. They've been a fortress of DeMartin Stadium for a reason. Michigan State has been absolutely outstanding, but the thing is, can they go to hostile environments and win games? We witness it. They go to Georgetown and win a game. A plane right away, Harry, you understand as an athlete, when you're traveling to a facility where you are outmatched, that has got to be somewhat intimidating. It is, but you have to realize that it comes down to one day. It comes down, for them, it comes down to 90 minutes. You just have to beat Notre Dame for that 90 minutes. And you mentioned their confidence. That's definitely going to benefit them in this situation because they did lose to Notre Dame 2-0. 
on November fifth. Yeah. But their confidence, I don't think it's gonna hit their take a they're gonna take a hit to their pride at all. I think they're gonna come to this game believing they're gonna win. Having no doubt in their game. I don't think that previous loss affects them. Like well, they want to have that team. comeback. They really do. They want to bring that back. They want to give what they gave to them. Mm-hmm. I think that's a thing. They're I mean, way more mature now. I agree they're a more mature team, but I'm once again, happy Harry brought that up, Faith, because you look at it, it's like, here's a team November 5th in Michigan State at DeMartin Stadium on Michigan State's turf, on their field, their place that they've been. Look, guys, they're 7-3-1 at home, okay? 7-3-1 at home. Where's that one loss to at home? Just saying. A Notre Dame team. You can't fault that. They look great, but they look bad against that game. They looked very bad against that game, but now they've looked better of late. Do you judge an opponent based on your previous experience with them or how you're playing now? You know, see what I'm saying? You have to take into consideration the past game against them, but you have a lot more games under – MSU has a lot more games under their belt right now. Mm -hmm. And so coming back, what do they say? What's the saying? It's – Offense wins games, defense wins championships, and technically we are in the championship tournament right now. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I think offense, yeah, defense wins championship, but you can say either or. Right now, Notre Dame is saying, you know, we don't care because guess what? I don't care how good your defense. I'm going to play a Notre Dame. I'm going to play devil's advocate. If I'm a Notre Dame fan, I can say, you know what, Fino? We went, and if if I'm just saying on an advocate, a point like that, if I'm a Notre Dame person, you go, you know what, Fino? Our fans or our team, we went on your field. If you're a Goodman, if you're a Michigan State fan, we went on your field and we beat you 2 nothing. and your great defense that you prayed so highly on, we went in there and scored two goals. Yeah, we didn't score our four, but we scored our two. See what I'm saying? That's what they got to be thinking about. Yeah, Michigan State's defense is very good. They didn't score four goals. It wasn't an onslaught. As we mentioned, only four times this season Michigan State allowed more than, or scored more than four. Can they outscore them? That's realistic. The thing about that whole, we've only scored more than two goals four times this season, is we haven't let over two goals this season. Notre Dame did score two against us, but nobody has scored more than two against us this season, so that goes to our defense. I agree. I think, look, the defense is playing outstanding. You cannot fault that the defense is playing outstanding. But the scary thing is, Faith, is, look, it's clutch goal scoring. We've mentioned this, but I'm scared. Fino is scared. Because if you look at it and say, look, Michigan State, can they outscore Notre Dame team? I don't know. I really don't know. And, you know, Max, we'll bring Max in for the first time. And here's the thing. Max, I know you're our fat guy. Max checks us on all the facts when I'm wrong, usually. I'm just curious to know, Max, your take on this one. First of all, I thought you called me the fat guy No, to begin with. No, no, no. You're skinny. You're skinny. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, Well, I mean, you look at... You're facts. You look at just the two tournament games they've played. Notre Dame has scored eight goals. Michigan State only two. Yeah. So that's a huge stat right there. That's huge. And see, you're the fat guy. You can be the fat guy, but I'll save that for myself. And here's the thing is, look, you mentioned it, Maxie. Eight goals for, two goals against. What does that say about their team? They're playing with such a plus six goals against... Or goal, or goal differential, I should say. That's something to note here, guys. You look at that, and can they beat that? We'll go around predictions. First, we, I'll do my prediction last. So I'll put Harry on the spot. You got a Notre Dame team, okay? Notre Dame, Michigan State, in Notre Dame, what's your prediction? I'm going with Sparty, 2-1. I think they do get the first goal against us on the tournament, but our offense comes up big again and just just what they need to do. To wow, so you're picking 2-1 Michigan State. Yep, the, uh, the dream, the run continues for Sparty. I love that. You know, he stole my prediction. So you're 2-1. So you're, so you're also 2-1. I, I actually— The same uh, scenario, though? You know, I actually think that Michigan State is going to go up on them early. We're going to slip, but we're going to keep the win. So you say you say so you say two nothing and then they score then one score or you one. say one one one. I, I'm, I'm breaking your prediction down. Just differentiate you two clowns. <laughs> so okay, so you like that? Yeah. Okay, Faith, what do you got? You gotta throw me in the mix because I'm going along with that two to one. Okay, so you say two one Michigan State as well? Yes. Okay. I, what I think is gonna happen is that. Georgetown, I mean not Georgetown. Whoa, sorry. Notre Dame is going to score very early in the game. Okay. Michigan State is going to have trouble coming back, and it's going to come down to the wire that Michigan State will eventually score. So you also like Notre Dame, Michigan State goal, and another Michigan State goal. Down the wire, Michigan State score two late goals unanswered. Great. Absolutely. Our fact guy, let me F-A-C-T, fact, Max, what's your prediction? I'm going to stick on the two-to-one train, so I'm going to go fighting Irish. Yeah. And that's only because... I think Michigan State, they got that great defense, but the offense is tough, and the offense was there last year, too, as they faced a similar Michigan State team in the second round. So I'm going to go 2-1 to one, Notre Dame on the home turf. 
Okay, Notre Dame in the home turf, and oh, I, it's not like Corso. We're not going to hype my prediction up that much. No headgear. Brooks is going to kill me. Brooks is telling me one nothing. But who do, Brooks, who do you got? Who's winning that game? Okay. I don't know who. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, he's got him. Yeah, he's got him too. You know what? Forget it. I'm sticking with the result that matters. I think Michigan State will lose this game 2 nothing. I think it's the same result. The, the, the Cinderella, it kills me, guys. The Cinderella story ends. But you know what? You can't hang your heads. It's still a great season for Michigan State. It's nothing against Michigan State. They just don't have the offense to play with the big dogs. If there was a home, a different scenario. I can't see Michigan State losing twice at home to the same opponent. But guess what? This is not at home. This is not at DeMartin Stadium. Sorry, Sparty. I like Notre Dame to win this game at South Bend. Sorry. We'll take on that one. So we'll make on that a lot of 2-1 predictions. Brooks got one nothing. Max also is on the two. So four two ones. And I'm going with a sorry 2 nothing. So here's what we got. We got Al Martin here in studio. He's the current host. He's the current host of current sports at WKR. Right, tongue twister at WKR. So we welcome him. We'll be talking MSU basketball, MSU football. We'll depict his brain on this game. So, so much to talk about. Stay with us here on 88.9 FM. This is live. I'm Fino. This is the Pact. You're listening to Impact Exposure. Hey, what floor are you going to? <clears throat> oh, uh, three. Thanks. <coughs> hey, didn't we, uh, have... Yeah, that one class. Yeah, that's so funny to, <laughs> to see you, because I <coughs> thought maybe we could, uh... Would you ever want to, um... <coughs> I was wondering if you... If I could stick my finger in your eye. What? No. Oh, I just flushed some toilets and touched a doorknob. What? I've been keeping this moist Kleenex Ew, in my pocket. that's uh, so gross. I thought we could, you know, just stick my finger Ugh. in your eye. Is that weird? No! Don't touch me! What's wrong with you? Oh, sorry. Well, ever since you got in the elevator, you've been coughing all over your hands and pressing those buttons, so I just thought you were into that kind of thing. Free. Studies show that three-quarters of women and only half of men actually wash their hands in the bathroom. That's nasty. Stop the flu and other germs by regularly washing with soap and avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. More at cdc.gov slash clean hands. Impact89FM. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. From 10 p.m. until midnight Sunday nights, listen to the Impact Afterglow, where you can hear a variety of relaxed tracks to help you ease into the start of a new week. Only on Impact Primetime. Primetime. Now back to Impact Exposure. I'm the Pact. I'm your host, Fino, alongside. We're talking a lot of stuff today, guys, as we always are. Of course, Ludovizio is not here today, so his stash in the November is not here. But we got Max King filling in. So, Max, once again, thank you. Panelists all alongside. But, guys, we have a special guest. Special guest, Al Marin's visiting us. He's the host of Current Sports at WKR. I like it better than Current State, but don't tell that to WKR. Okay. I think Current Sports is where it's at. Al's great. So, Al... Thanks for coming on. No, thank you guys for having me. I'm a, I'm a fan of the show. I try to tune in when I can, and you guys are doing a great job. Great Thanks, job, guys. Thank Thanks, Al. Thanks, no Al. Problem. So, you know, we bring you on the show. It's a little different setup than his show. We're not interviewing anyone prominent, but we got Al, so that's the prominent guy we got. We kind of want to we kind of want to break your break your kind of depict your brain a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, look at this Michigan State team, right? This Spartan football team, eleven what? and one. You know, tenth in the BCS. Some people are telling me, you know, Fino, they should be nine. They should be eight. I don't know about that, but you're seated. You know, you're ranked ten. You play an Ohio State team in this Indianapolis. So, first of all, what do you think about that game coming up? Well, first of all, I want to say this: um, people, you know, that look and say they should be eight or nine or seven, they should be looking at their number ten right now. Because I tell yeah. you what, looking at the beginning of the season and looking at where this team has come from, because I was one of those big haters at the beginning of the season, looking at this team, saying they can't even figure out who their quarterback is, let alone go to a BCS or even fathom a BCS, now being in a position they are right now. I mean, D'Antonio talked about um, this past weekend earning 
earning their way to a BCS. And that's exactly what they did because there were a lot of doubters. They weren't ranked, you know, coming into the season. They weren't ranked until the later part of the season. Now you see, you're starting to hear the buzz now. And now they're competing for a Big Ten championship in Indianapolis. That's un unbelievable. If you would have told me that, I would have said you're crazy. You know, that's a thing, Al. It's so funny. I, I, I don't know what it is about this campus, but I was the same way. It must be the sports show host on campus. Maybe. They, they don't like us for some reason. I'm real. I'm We're real. I'm, I graduated from MSU. I bleed green too, baby. But yeah. at the end of the day, I'm real. We're and, real. And anybody who knows me will, will say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and if you would have told me that MSU was going to be competing for a Big Ten championship at, you know, game five. Yeah. I would have said you're nuts. Nuts. You're crazy. Go jump off a bridge. You're crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe crazy. not the Mackinac Bridge. <laughs> <Right>. but, the, <laughs> but, but the thing is, here's a Michigan State team that Al mentioned is unranked going to the season. No quarterback. You go off that Notre Dame game. The megaphone's still in South Bend. They look terrific. Now you're telling me this team's 11-1? I thought you're nuts as well. So they're 11-1. They have a tilt with... It's game day. It's game day. College game day going to Indianapolis against Ohio State. It's a big game. But here's the debate now. We'll talk about the game in a second, but... Here's the thing. Is it a win-win situation for Michigan State? If they lose this game, do they still smell the roses? That's the question. A lot of people say yes. I agree. I think yes, too. And we'll bring in the other panelists on this one. I think it's interesting. I think this game, I think if Michigan State can win this game, obviously they're in a Rose Bowl. But if they lose this game, can they lose by 20, 17, and still make the Rose Bowl? I say no. But Wisconsin's loss against Penn State makes everything so interesting. Where do you throw it in here, Harry? I mean, it's very interesting. At the end of the day, we have to hope for all the chips to fall in place. We can't have a Duke taking a automatic bid with FSU taking an at-large bid for the BCS if Duke upsets FSU. So we have to hope that the other championship games go as we as we need them to, and then we have to play. I personally think we don't need to worry about it because we're going to beat Ohio State. I love I think, that. I think Ohio State stands for overrated state university. They haven't played anybody <laughs> great this year. Yeah. Not that we have, but I don't think they're the number two team in the nation at this point in time. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with Ohio State, but here's what people are saying. They go, you know what, Fino? I think they could jump Auburn after that win. I go, no, because if you look at the crunch numbers, Ohio State was a one whole percent point, whatever you want to call it. BCS is such a messed up system. <laughs> whatever it was, they were a whole point one ahead of Ohio State. Uh, you know, you know, right behind Ohio State. So you can't really look at that and say, yeah, I think they could have jumped. Yeah, they're overrated. They're very overrated. Urban Meyer is something else I can't say on air. But the thing is, when you look at Ohio State, is regardless, they deserve to be there. And Michigan State's got everything cut out for them. Al said it. Look, if you told me that Michigan State would be where they're in today, I would say, you know what, sign me up. And we're signed up for it right now. Michigan State is signed up for it. But if they can win this game in Indianapolis, it's good defense versus a great offense. I think it comes down to stopping Carlos Hyde. You know, I for the Michigan State defense to come out there and play the way that we all know that they're about to play, it's going to bring a challenge to Ohio State. But on the other hand, Ohio State has not lost a game since Urban Meyer started. And, or, you know, it's just it, it's hard to call for all of us mm -hmm. sitting around this panel right now. Because when you bleed green, you want the green to win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But... And at the same time, you don't want OSU going to a national championship. That'll no. make you sad, too. To be honest, I don't even care about Ohio State. <laughs> I, I just don't care. Michigan State has not made a Robo since the 80s. Right, right now, it's right. just in front of you for Michigan State. If you're a Michigan, we all bleed green here. We're all Michigan State fans, alumni, students, whatever it is under the rainbow. The thing is, Michigan State has not been there since a very long time. They have not been to the Rose Bowl. If you smell the roses right now, Pasadena is calling for Michigan State. Yeah, they, Al Davis would just say it. Just win, baby, and you're in. Simple as that. I think Michigan State can cut it, cut all the speculation, and win this game. But, boy, were there a lot of people in Auburn, Alabama, that would love Michigan State if they can win this game, Faith. Absolutely. And so if Ohio State beats Michigan State, they're mm. going to go to the BCS Chiefs. Without a doubt. And we will be, I mean, Michigan State will be the at-large team to go to the Rose Bowl. I think so. I mean, that, that's the debate right now, yeah. Al. And, mm -hmm. and, and right. you know, we talk about that. But, you know, can Michigan State afford to lose this game and still be an at-large team? I think the loss to Wisconsin just makes it so interesting for me. It does. I mean, uh, you know, Penn State, you know, with that win this past weekend, really opened the door, opened the floodgates for Michigan State now to really talk about, realistically, the Rose Bowl here. The biggest thing is, and, and you, you know, you brought it up, yeah. If Michigan State gets blown out in this game Saturday, 
all they have to do is stay in that top 14. Yeah. You stay in that top 14, MSU goes to the Rose Bowl, I think. Yeah. You never know with the computer, knock on wood you here. Never, you but you never know. I know, knock on some wood. Yeah. But <laughs> you stay in that top 14, MSU will play in that Rose Bowl. Now, mm-hmm. the thing is, if you get blown out, that does not look good, and you do not make the Rose Bowl. That's my opinion. Yeah, I don't I think agree. they do. But if they make it close and they lose, they still go. If they win, of course they go. So you got a lot of scenarios here. Looking at this game, you got a, you know, MSU's defense, which I think is the best in the nation. Yeah. Granted, they haven't played an offense like Ohio State's. Ohio State's offense is clearly the best in the Big Ten, at least. Ohio State's offense hasn't gone against a defense like MSU's. That's going to be a very interesting dynamic to this game. We'll see how that plays out. Um, when you talk about Braxton Miller, you talk about Carlos Hyde. I mean, all those weapons going against, you know, Max Buller and Dark West Denard. It's going to be a great matchup on that end. The key to this, th- to this game, though, is to see how this MSU offense plays. If, there, if there's been anything inconsistent throughout the season, it's been that MSU offense. And we got we to gotta see if Cook keeps this thing going because he's been pretty consistent these past few weeks. If he keeps it up and receivers catch the football, it's going to be very, very interesting. And I agree. I agree with Al 100%. You know what? We as fans have seen Michigan State perform, and they see the offensive struggles. But here's the thing. The Big Ten coaches voted Connor Cook second team all Big Ten. Now, the coaches, not the media, the coaches. Yeah. So they see something. They see something in Connor Cook, and guess what? We see it too. But the thing with Connor Cook is, is he has to play well as a player. They can't make mistakes. But I'll say this for the offense speaking Michigan State, because that, you know, Al said it. The Michigan State's defense is great. My matchup to look for it, what, Danico Salen, Mark, Max Bulla against Carlos Hyde. That's second level against Carlos Hyde. That's going to be the matchup right there for me to look out for. But when I see this team and I see an offense that looks good, but Ohio State's defense showed me nothing yesterday when they or yeah two days ago when they played against Michigan. You got to be encouraged if you're if if you're a Spartan fan watching this football you're game. Encouraged. You got to be encouraged looking at the way Michigan was able to score on Ohio State's defense. I mean, was it thirty five points something like yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, if you look at if you're Connor Cook, you got to be sitting watching that game saying, okay, I can I'm feeling pretty good about this game. I you agree. I mean, I, I, mean so. I totally agree with that one. Forty one points Ohio State's defense allowed to a Michigan team that at one point couldn't even move the ball against Northwestern, couldn't move the ball against Michigan State. Faith, they couldn't move the ball against anyone. I have a question for Al, though. Yeah. All right, so Al and Faith, obviously. Um, (laughs) But MSU against Minnesota, our offense obviously did not play well at all. We were 0 for 8 on third down conversions, and if you're 0 for 8, you don't move the chains, ultimately. Mm -hmm. Do you think the Michigan State's offense can perform against Ohio State's defense? That is a very good question. I tell you, and that's, I go back to it. I mean, that's going to be the key because we know that MSU's defense is going to bring it. They yeah, brought absolutely. it all. There's, there hasn't been a game where they haven't, you know. Um, and the key thing here is this MSU offense because this MSU offense, you know, we've seen Connor Cook, you know, go through the growing pains. He's a sophomore quarterback. We've seen receivers drop passes. We've, I tell you what, the running game, Jeremy Lanford has been good. He's I been mean, excellent. He's been great. Uh, Jeremy Lanford. I've been about him <laughs> all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Lanford has been great. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? What is the best a, assets of our offense. Oh, yeah. Like. Without a doubt. So, uh, at the end of the day, I, my prediction, I, we talked about it today on Current Sports. I do think and I hope this is not my heart talking and not my brain talking here. I think it is my heart talking, to be honest with you. <laughs> but I'm going with MSU to win this game, but it will be a close one. I think it will be a close one here. And, um, you know, I think I think finally MSU is going to be smelling roses. Now, I have a question for you. Do you think that D'Antonio is going to come out with one of those crazy fake plays that he pulls out of his hat <laughs> every time they're in a big game? What do you think is going to happen there? It depends on how close it is, which I think it will be close. I think you will see one. I think, I think you will I see one. I think things are going to get fancy. I think we're going to see some <laughs> revolutionary play out of the Michigan State football. He, he's known for that. I mean, the Charlie Brown call. and I mean, that could go on and on. I mean, little giants. We, a mousetrap, too. A mouse trap. Exactly. I love the names. The names are awesome. names are great. I know you got I love that, right? Oh, I man. think it was close. You may see it. Yeah, I, I can see D'Antonio doing that. He's known for that. So Yeah, I mean, he pulls these trick plays out of the hat. Al likes Michigan State. I'm going to speak with my brain, not my heart. I actually, I think Ohio State has enough to pull it off. I don't even know. I think it's going to be close. I think Michigan State can afford to lose within 10 points, 10 or less, and mm-hmm. still smell roses in that top 14 now. I, 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 don't, I don't see him falling four spots and losing to the number two team in the nation. I just I don't see it. I agree with you. I, I think I think I predicted 27-24 okay. MSU. Somewhere. Was that the, the current sports That prediction? was a current sports prediction. Okay. I'll put it on the impact sports Okay, prediction. now it's Here impact we sports. Okay. We have there that on, on record. So, you know, we'll do this. We'll go around and give our, protect, our predictions 
for this game. We're going to have Coach Rensing on around 743. He's calling back a little technical difficulty on that one. So we're going to do the predictions now for the Big Ten Championship game. Jaden, what do you like? And who do you like in this game, and who's your impact player? Impact. I, I actually got a low-scoring game. Last year was 17-16. The year before it was 10-7, so we typically actually have low-scoring games against Ohio uh -huh. State. Uh -huh. I have us winning 17-13, so wow. a good amount of field goals, not that many touchdowns. The impact player is going to be Loki, it's going to be Connor Cook. I think All right. You, you mentioned him being first team. Uh, I second, mean, second, second, second team, team yeah. And the coaches, coaches hate mistakes, and Connor Cook doesn't make that many. Against Minnesota, it was his first game with two turnovers, but he doesn't turn the ball over, and I think that's key against Ohio State. That's key. Good. Me, what do you got? I think we're going to have a nail-biter here. I think it's going to be 20-17, to 17, but I think Michigan State's going to come out. 20-17? Yeah, I think Michigan State's going to come out with a victory on this one. Not too bad. Faith? Michigan State winning 24-17. Okay. I think Bull is going to lead the defense, definitely to bring some strength there and make sure they're keeping them out of the end zone. And I think... The teamwork of Connor Cook and Langford is going to be the offense. I think it is too. Yeah. Uh, Max behind the glass. What do you got? Uh, I think we're going. I think we're going to see a little bit faster of a track. It's indoors. Last last time we saw the Michigan State in the Big Ten Championship, forty two thirty nine had a high scoring yeah. game. It's because it's indoors. It's a faster track. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go thirty to twenty seven Michigan State MVP of the game. Mike Sadler. Um, yes. Mike Sadler. Yeah. Well, guess what? And guess what? Speaking of Mike Sadler, the guy was for oh, coaches. Forget the media. Honestly, if you're part of the media, you're weird. We're all part of the media, but like <laughs> we're all weirdos. We're all weirdos. But that's a all good thing. We we think with our heart and our brain sometimes. Mm -hmm. But Mike Sadler, Max Benches, Mike Sadler. The guy's first team punter, special teams. The guy's been absolutely outstanding. Turning the field for Michigan State has been the big thing, and letting that defense play. Well, guess what? Everyone's bleeding green and white here. I really want to pump it out with my chest and think of my heart. Not going to happen. I'm thinking of my brain. I like Ohio State to win the game. Like a close 2017 impact player, Carlos Hyde. Michigan State holds him when he can. But guess what? He still scampers for about 107. A lot of carries, though. 27 yards per carry is limited because Michigan State is just so strong. Mm -hmm. I like Carlos Hyde. This guy's going to be a hell of a player in the NFL one day. I really love Carlos Hyde. No disrespect, though, I still think Michigan State goes to the Rose Bowl and wins against the Rose Bowl. Another game to look out for is Stanford at Arizona State. So to bring that up is if Michigan State is in the Rose Bowl, which most likely would happen, we embrace something else is which opponent would you rather face? Would you rather face a Stanford team or would you rather face an Arizona Sun Devil team who's been nothing but resurgent all season long? Now keep in mind, if we see a Stanford club that probably, that's probably, in my opinion, the two best defenses in the country. You look at Stanford, you look okay. at Michigan State, two hard, great iron teams. So that's my thing is, Al, who would you rather face if you're smelling roses for Sparty? Man, you know what? Well, first of all, I really haven't thought that far. Cause just it, it's far. It is far. It is far. It is far. I do think it will be Stanford. Like you said, they have a great, great defense. Really good. Would I rather play them? I don't know. That's a, that's a tough question. That's a tough question because it, I could see either way for for MSG. I do think they could they could win against yeah. either one of those teams. Don't get me wrong. Oh, absolutely. But I would probably say I would go Stanford. Yeah, Stanford on that game. What do you got, Jaden? I want to play Stanford. There's just something devilish about the Sun Devils that game against Wisconsin. I like that. There's some voodoo witchcraft going on where they wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't set the ball down. Wouldn't wouldn't. Stop I guess the refs play. probably. Yeah, but no. I want I want Stanford to t try and come and beat us at our own game. They're Smash Mouth. We're Smash Mouth. Let's go. Let's go. Total go total for total. it, right? Yeah, mano y mano. Let's go nine rounds with the guys. Oh wow. If Michigan, Michigan State played Stanford, that would scare me because I don't have enough faith in our offense to go against that's that my thing. defense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, it really bothers me. It actually does. Arizona State, they're a good team. I think that they could underdog come out and win the game. I would rather play Arizona State in my personal preference. Um, you know, Michigan State would fare well against both teams. Though. I do think so, too. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Faith, what do you got? I think they'd fare well, like you said. Um, I'd rather play Arizona State, I think, though. Arizona State? Mm -hmm. I like that, too. But I think they're going to win. Yeah. Stanford. Yeah. So you, Okay, so you think they're going to win. People got to keep in mind here, the back 12 does not have a neutral field for their for their championship right. game. It is at Arizona State. Arizona State is home for this, so that's going to be a very raucous crowd. Can Stanford go in there and win in a hostile environment, Max? That's something to note here. Yeah, I think if you're looking, if the, if the question is, what's Michigan State's better chance of winning, it's Arizona State. Yeah. If you're looking at what would be the better game to watch as just a, as an objective fan, 
And what would be the more prestigious win? It's Stanford. I, I'm a defensive guy. I'm weird. I don't like offense. I like defense, <laughs> yeah, that is which weird. is why I like I'm watching. Just... <laughs> yeah, no, it is weird. No, uh, no it, you can. I, I'll, I can go on record. I'll admit that. Okay. Um, so I would like to see a Stanford Michigan State because I just want to see two defenses go at. It. I don't even care about offense. Just put two defenses out there. That's what I want. All right, I like that. And you know what? I'm gonna say this. I think Stanford is a very. Uh, you're saying something devilish about Arizona State. There's something devilish about Stanford. Mm. A good defense against a good team. Now this is very far in advance. But with that loss to Wisconsin, it allows us to think this a little far in advance because it opens that door for Michigan State. And this is like winning the lotto here. This is like the golden uh, ticket. This is Willy Wonka's yeah, factory. Yeah. Is this is something you've dreamed of if you're a Michigan State fan? But guess what? I, if I'm a fan, I'd rather see Arizona State because I think good defense can stop a great offense, and Michigan State has done that to very good offense and just halted them all year long, and they've looked great. And I'm sick of the chat that Michigan State has not played anyone legit. You got two weeks or two games consecutively. They're going to play something very, very good. I like them to play Arizona State, and I like them to win that game against Arizona State. Yes, Max, I do agree. It'd be a worse game to watch. But I don't care. When you're a Michigan State fan, and I'm biased, I'll be on record in saying that, guess what? You want to see a win, and I want to see that team lift that trophy, and that'd be nothing good to see. But we just want to thank Al for stopping in and being with us. Al, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Al, current sport on Wednesdays at 10? Yes, well, we're on Monday through Friday on uh, WKR AM 1 yeah. to 2 p.m. And mm-hmm. also the TV show is every Thursday. Thursday. Uh, Thursday night at 10 p.m. Live audience taping Wednesday nights at 6. We have yeah. Zach Bennett on the show, radio show tomorrow. Uh, we have uh, Steve Finnamore of East Lansing High School coming on. I mean, we, it's a lot You got of everyone. Oh, yeah, we got a lot of people. So Wednesdays at 10, the TV show. The reason why I don't mention the radio show is I like to see Al's pretty face. So <laughs> I like pretty sexy, right? Yeah, you know? Al's a good-looking guy, so we like to see him. So Thursdays at 10, he's on you know on the radio as well al thanks for stopping by here the impact it's been great having you we'll get a quick break we got the head coach msu soccer damon rensing coming in we finally got him on so we'll have him right after the break we'll talk a little soccer and we'll talk a little red wings right after the break on the impact you're listening to impact exposure Smoking helpline. Yes, I need to start smoking right away. Excuse me? I need to start smoking. Well, actually, it's the Stop Smoking Helpline. The people in the apartment next to mine smoke three packs a day, and it drives me crazy. So I'm thinking four packs will do it. I think you want mysmokefreeapartment.org. It gives you the information you need to work toward a smoke-free apartment building. A smoke-free building? Without all that smoking? Uh, yeah, that's right. Make your apartment smoke-free without making a stink. Mysmokefreeapartment.org. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Wednesday nights from 8 until midnight, it's the Impact's Accidental Blues, your source for great blues music, news, and concert information. Only on Impact Primetime. Hola, my name is Esperanza. After a tragic incident, I was forced from a life of riches in Mexico to a life of poverty in the United States. My mother has become ill and we have become separated from our family. Now I must work for both of us to try to bring the rest of our family together. My name is Esperanza and I am trying to survive. Explore new worlds. Read my story in the novel Esperanza Rising by Pam Munoz Ryan. For other great book ideas, visit your local library or log on to literacy.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Now back to Impact Exposure. That is right. We're backed on the pact. It rhymes. No Ludovizio here. Max King's filling in our good friend. He's not fat. It's fact. I've been on record saying that all the time. Sorry, Maxie. There's a lot on record today. There's a lot on record. <laughs> There's, a, There's lot. a lot on record today. But we just had Al Martin come in studio. Thanks, Al, for coming in. Catch him on current sports, not state current sports. We like that better. Thursdays at 10. Live taping Wednesdays at 6.30 or 6, whatever it is, at 6.30. But we have online right now head coach of MSU Soccer, Damon Rensing. Uh, so we want to welcome him to the show. Coach Rensing, this is Anthony Serafino. Welcome to the pack. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So we kind of were talking about your your squad and the, the top of the show because what a win at Georgetown for your team. one nothing. Really, no one gave Michigan State a chance to go this far. You're in the Elite Eight for the first time since 1968. First of all, how good does that sound? It sounds great. You know, I've been with the program uh, for for 15 years as an assistant coach and coach and four years prior to that as a player. So, um, you know, I've been – this is something that we've been trying to work for for at least 20 years, and it's taken a lot of people, and it just 
feels great to be be here and be there in the in the in the quarterfinal. Yeah, I mean it's absolutely outstanding for your club. You know, you've lost three straight to Notre Dame. How are you going to prepare this team and you know this squad differently from the past? Well, we won't do a whole lot different. You know, we lost this this year, but we Kevin Cope, our, our center back, you know, had uh, three days earlier fractured his rib and played ribbed, but played but really wasn't himself. Adam Montague, who scored a game winner in yeah against Georgetown, did not play in that game. So, um, you know, I think we're we're getting healthy, and and uh, I think you know we won't change a whole lot. We we were able to beat them in '09 and '10 back to back years. Uh-huh. They're a really good team. Um, but I think if we just execute a few things a little bit better, um, yeah. we, we can pull it off. Yeah, I mean, you know, everyone here at the Impact, we're all praying for, you know, a Michigan State win. We actually had one of your defenders, you know, Ryan Keener came in studio and kind of spoke with us. And he said, you know what, there's something about this team, this, you know, resilience of this team, all the double overtimes, but the resilience to come out and come up with results and win the games. As you mentioned, Coach, yeah, no, you know, Ryan Cope injured. Ryan Montague, that scored that game-winning goal. He had that issue. He's back now healthy. So this team looks forward. You know, you look at a Notre Dame team, you know, they've scored eight goals four in the last two games. Here's a Michigan State squad. You know, your team hasn't allowed a goal in this tournament. How is it trying to defuse that offense? Yeah, it'll be, that'll be the matchup. Because we've only given up one goal in the last six games. And I actually think, don't quote me this, but I think we have the best goals against average in the country. You do. Uh, you do. And, um, and yet, Notre Dame's one of the most potent offenses, and they've got the best player in the country in Harry Ship. Um, so it'll be it'll be kind of I think you know if you see Notre Dame with two or three goals, it's probably going to look pretty good for them. If this is a a one nothing, maybe a two one game, uh, I think it could go in our favor. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think so, and you know that's what you know Ryan as he came on air and he said, you know what, you know he said Anthony, if we can play our game defensively, because he feels that you look. We he feels that you guys have the best defense in the Big Ten. I I concur with him. I think Michigan State's defense is so great. I think once you guys stick to your shape and play your game, I really don't think there's a team can really outplay that. No, and now we've got the pieces. I think, like you said, with Montague to to punish teams going forward too. You can't. You, you definitely want to build around defense, but at the same time, you've got to find ways to attack teams and 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 get them defending. And and I think a guy like Adam and Tim Kreutz has done really well. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll do that. And I think the other thing is we just have, if you look at our back line, Ryan Thalen's a fifth-year senior. Yeah. Kevin Cope is a fifth-year senior. Yeah. Keener is a fourth-year redshirt junior. Um, and Andrew Herr's a redshirt sophomore. So you've got a lot of experience there. Fatai Alashe, who plays in front of him, is a junior. So that that's there's a lot of poise. There's a lot of NCAA tournament experience. Um, and that bodes well for us. Yeah, Coach, you mentioned, you know, not to be on record, but Michigan State does have one of the best goals against average. And, you know, I said on the top of the show, I think there's a lot of credit going around for this defense. Kevin Cope, what a tremendous leader he is. But what about this goalkeeper, Zach Bennett? How outstanding he's been. You know, this goals against is .46, you know, .46 119 saves. For, you know, the save percentage is through the roof, .888. This guy, I mean, this kid has been absolutely, I think, an unsung hero for your club this year. He has. He's been a perfect perfect match to that defense in front of them and and what it is our defense does a very good job at any time in a game goalkeepers are going to have to come up with some one or two big saves in a game and he's done that both games against louisville and and uh and georgetown um he's got a really good temperament he never gets flustered even if things aren't going going perfect and that that matches our our defensive mentality as well so very composed. He's very in, in college soccer. The crossing, dealing with crosses. A lot of balls are played in the air, and he he's he's really athletic. Yeah. And can really get get up and, and catch the ball. So he's got a very good air game. So he's just been very sound in all pieces. And you know he played ten games last year, so which was uh, a very good confidence booster for him when we got to the run in the NCAA tournament. So he's he's feeling really good. He's playing really well. I think he's confident. He's confident in the guys in front of him. Yep. Yep. So, Coach Rensing, you've been around MSU's program for a while. You played here when you went to college. And we, t- we mentioned at the top of the show, this is the farthest MSU soccer team has been in 45 years. What is different about this team? What's the magic ingredient? You know, I think, honestly, it's just it's something that we've been working towards, you know, for years. Mm-hmm. And um, we've slowly did. We've had, always had a good culture. I think the team concept has been very good. Um, and we've continued to get 
better and better talent in. And, you know, certainly the teams, we felt like we had some good teams when I played in the mid to late 90s, but certainly the talent mm-hmm. is stronger now. We had some good teams in the in the 2000, early 2000 eras. Um, and I think, you know, um, but this talent is still a little better. So we've just continued to, to grow the program steady. Um, and, and, you know, maybe we've had a couple teams that uh, – that have been just as good in these recent years and maybe could have made this run, but but didn't. And I just think probably this is a pretty mature team, and that's the, that's the difference. We've got a, an experienced, mature team along with a talent and a, a really good group of guys. Mm-hmm. Hey, Coach, this is awesome. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. So as a coach, you were talking about how over the years you guys have just been getting more, more and more talented. You guys are finding the right players. Everybody is sinking a little bit more. As a coach... What do you look for in a player when you are going and recruiting them? Well, there's we break it down to four four categories. You know, there's an athletic piece. You've, there's a certain level of athleticism, and in soccer, you can't. It's not a time forty or or how tall you are or how strong you are. But there's certainly an athletic piece. You kind of know it when you see it that you got to play at. Then there's the technical piece. How good, how comfortable guys are with the ball. Um, you know, and you've got to be very sound at, at that let me break it down the, the third one is the tactical piece and that's how who makes the decisions kind of like a point guard in basketball so when you have the ball do you read the game do you make good decisions because soccer is really a player's game you can't call timeouts you can't script a lot of plays so you need players that can make good decisions and then the fourth piece is the psychological you've got to have guys that are uh, got good character um, that are team players and, and usually, you know, when you look at some of the players, um, they may be good or exceptional in one or two, and we've been able to come across some kids like Montague, Cope, Keener, Fatai, Chapman. Those guys are those guys excel in, in three or four of those categories, and that's, that's the difference. Hi, Coach Rensing. It's a pleasure to meet you. My name is Faith. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. And congratulations on the Elite Eight. That's incredible, and we're so proud of the Michigan State Spartans. Thank you. <laughs> All right, I'm going to ask um, a few questions more focused towards you. And um, so first off, you've bled green for half your life, first as a player and then part of this coaching staff, and then in 2008 named head coach. Having dedicated so much of your time to Michigan State, were you always so passionate about the university, or was it just coming here that you developed this passion for the green and white? Yeah, you know, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, um, and uh, I had some ties to Michigan State, but never really gave it too much thought to coming here. Um, But then I was recruited, and when I came to the campus, I just fell in love with the campus. Of course. Really, Really around St. Louis, there is University of Missouri, who didn't have a soccer program, Illinois University, you know, but they're really, and those are schools are still three, four hours. I really wasn't around any type of Big Ten type school where there's big time football, basketball, all these sports. And, and, and when I came up here and was surrounded by that, I really just fell in love with, with that aspect of it. I fell in love with the campus and I've always had just a really good passion and enjoyment for soccer. So, um, Love my time being here at Michigan State as a player. Really enjoyed playing for Coach Baum, mm-hmm. and uh, and so just uh, you know, as it as I, I quickly found out that I wasn't good enough to be a pro. <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't take t- didn't take very long for that at all. But um, I still really love soccer and love teaching it and being around it. And found myself fortunate to come back as an assistant. And when I could combine you know my passion for Michigan State and for soccer, I, I felt very lucky. And MSU is so grateful to have you. But um, actually, a listener just tweeted in and uh, asked you what your favorite part of MSU's campus was, because I know you touched on that, how you loved it. But what is your favorite part of MSU's campus? I've always liked uh, the water fountains by the Student Service Building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I always thought that was kind of a cool place. And the, and the, uh, the, the pine trees, I guess, or, don't have it, uh, next to... Um, to Munn as I used to walk. I went to 20 years ago as a freshman at Wilson Hall. So um, I used to always walk from Wilson Hall to Jenison. We'd always cut through that that set of trees there, right uh, right by Dem Hall and Munn. And I always thought that was a really neat, neat, neat part of campus as well. I know those exactly. Well, Coach, um, you know, from all of us at the pack, especially myself, um, we just want to wish you the best um, on Saturday against Notre Dame. Go green, of course, and we hope you bring it in the final four. And we hope to see you guys in Philadelphia. 
That sounds great. And if we uh, we win on Saturday, uh, give us a ring. We'll be glad to come back on next week. Thanks so much, Coach. Take care and a good luck. Good luck. Thanks, guys. Well, it's always good to have Coach Rensing on the show. Such a hospital man. And, guys, the, the thing for the program is nothing but huge. And just to wrap it up, is it, this program for soccer and what it's meant to these universities, look, it's come from, I don't want to say nothing, but it's come from something. They've built something big. Building absolutely big and absolutely outstanding. So thanks for Coach for coming on. We wish them the best. We hope they're coming on Philadelphia. Hopefully, because we got a date with them next week here on the pack. <laughs> but we'll say this little breaking news on the pack. Breaking news, the Nationals acquired Doug Fister, okay, in an absolute breaking news for Doug Fister, confirmed by MLB Trade Rumors, for Chris Cotillo. No words of the, tiger, the Tigers acquired, but that's it. Doug Cotillo, that's the rumor, but there's no word from the Tigers but here's what MLB trade rumors can confirm, that Doug Fister is now a member of the Washington Nationals. That's outstanding as a Mets fan. You see everyone in your division getting better, and then the Mets just suck. I'll say that on air. They suck. Okay? I've been on air saying that, and you see everyone in the division getting better, and it's been absolutely terrible. Good to have the coach on. Okay? But we'll wrap it up real quick, kind of power predictions. We'll do power predictions here for a little championship college football. Power. ACC championship game, Harry Jaden, who do you got? Duke, Florida State. Florida State demolishes Duke. What do you got? The same, Florida State. Florida State. Maxi? Florida State. Yeah, I got Florida State, too. This is a no-brainer. What about Pac-12? Stanford, Arizona State. Who do you got? Stanford ekes it out. Stanford? Arizona State. Arizona State. Air, or excuse me, Stanford. Stanford, I'm going to break it up. It's 2-2, right? Nah. Sun Devilish. Arizona State, 3-2. There you go. Ooh. <laughs> what, do you, what about the big one? Not Michigan State's game, but SEC championship. Auburn playing Missouri. What do you got? Auburn. 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 Again, Auburn. Auburn. War Eagle. I'm going to say I like Mizzou. I like Mizzou in this game. I like Mizzou. They, hey, do people forget two weeks ago that they had a sweep by a team? Auburn. I'm not saying Auburn's flying high. That's a rival. When you play a rival, you step up very big. You step up big. But I do like Mizzou in this game. Power prediction. Of course, we went on record. I'm pretty sure for big, you know, for, what was it, Big Ten? We got what? Michigan State? Yep. Michigan State. Michigan State. Michigan State. Ohio State. Hey. So, and what about, we'll do one more. Big Ten ACC Challenge in Michigan State. I think they got a Wednesday tilt against UNC. Who do you got in the game? UNC or you got Michigan State? I got University of Michigan State. Yeah. What do you got? We got Michigan State. Michigan State. Michigan State. It's a Sparty party at the Breslin. We all got Michigan State to win. Keep it number one. And I also do like the Big Ten to win the Big Ten ACC Challenge. The best conference in college basketball i love it sorry guys it is in football sec blows in basketball but not in college basketball i like them michigan state to win the game best conference in the big 10 but thanks for everyone for calling in on the show thank you for coach rensing for calling in a little late but we got you coach thanks to al martin for coming in studio you can see him at wkr on tv thursdays at 10 current sports but guys just a big thank you to everyone on the show for myself Harry, Austin, Faith, and Max. As you know, the number don't call in is 517-423-3893. You want to call in, don't be shy. I'm Feet on the Pack. You can find us every week from 7 and 8 and only on 88.9 FM. We'll see you next Monday.